1% or less actually make financial independence. So that means 99% of the people are living in a delusion. And if you ask them, what are they going to do if I gave them $10 million, what would they do with their life? I guarantee you, two to eight million of that would be spent in less than a minute. Motivation is not a solution, it's a symptom. Well, I think that the first step is to dissolve your own shames and guilts and reasons why you don't deserve. Because a lot of people are sitting there beating themselves up. Anytime you set goals that are not aligned with your highest values and you then don't achieve because you give up on them, then you end up beating yourself up and think there's something wrong with you. Well, first of all, you want to find out whatever you've done in your life, how it served you, how it served others, and clear out any shame and guilt. Then you want to sit down and, and ask, what is it that you're really going to do? Because you're not going to get wealthy unless you're serving people. And if you're not dedicated to serving people, you have a fantasy called wealth. You need to make sure that you really have a value on serving people. You need to have a value on wealth, because if you don't really have a value on wealth, you'll spend it. If you have more of a value on spending it than saving it and investing it, it's going to keep going out the window. Because the money circulates through the economy from those who value it least to those who value it most over time. So you have to value wealth building more than spending. You have to value serving people more than just taking. And you have to be able to, to uh, be dedicated to something that's really congruent with your values or you won't stay with it. You won't build Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. We're still in this lockdown in the beautiful 09. So as promised, I'm starting with some of the content that I have saved in my content bank that I often go back and listen to. And I haven't listened to this one for quite a while. And I thought I'd play it for you guys and see uh, what popped up in the start of it. And we're only a minute into that video. It's 10 minutes long. It's had 2.3 million views. Um, it's two years old. And it's by a channel called Video Advice. And the title is The Most Honored, Honest Advice about getting rich, brackets, an eye-opening speech. And I think the title is really clickbaity, of course, but that's, uh, you know, that's, that's what it takes. Don't, I guess don't, don't look at things as clickbait. clickbait. Uh, understand why businesses do this. And you know, often I'll see people reading, this is going to be a bit of a tangent now, I'll see people reading news articles and stuff and, um, or Facebook comments and LinkedIn comments and stuff, and people are like, oh, fucking clickbait, blah, blah, blah. And what people don't understand is that it is so hard to get people's attention these days. So we're going to go further down a path of doing things to capture people's attention. And if you look at social media platforms, for instance, they just follow the next version of getting people's attention. TikTok, for instance, at the moment, going absolutely nuts because people are just getting their quick scroll, quick snippet of um, content, massive dopamine hit, and you want to get people's attention within the first couple of seconds of that video. So we're all getting conditioned to do this and to do it in different ways. It's just that the old format was um, a title. And a title is something that's designed to hook you in to capture your attention, to take you deeper into the further of, uh, process of, the, of, of selling you what you should be spending your time or attention on. It's no different to when you go into a bookstore and you look at books on a shelf and you skim them and your mind's looking at it and then bang, there's one that gets your attention more than others. And it's usually because it's had a great title and it's been able to give you the bait to get you to go and look at the back of that book or start skimming through it and those types of things. So it's, it's no new phenomenon is this clickbait thing. It's just that we've become very aware of the word clickbait and we think that we're better than uh, people before us because we realize like oh this is clickbait but really people are just trying to get your attention and I've got no problem with that if they're trying to get your attention for the right reasons so maybe just something to be mindful of there 
and not not to not get too caught up in the like oh did you fall for clickbait like of course you will it's these are people that get paid hundreds of thousands millions of dollars to get your attention like it's it's going to happen to us so don't uh don't think you're at this battle all the time to try and avoid clickbait you know everybody's using it in some way shape or form people putting out job descriptions for instance you know you're trying to get people to engage with what it is that you're putting out to the world and you have to be good at that to do that because you've only got a short amount of time to do that so back to this title of this video the most honest advice about getting rich you know, maybe it is maybe it is the most honest advice about getting rich and even in the minute that we were listening to some absolute pieces of gold in there and some things that you know I've learned from that and that I've seen in my small journey of uh, business for instance and understanding how hard it is to get clients and how to go about that and uh, how people look after their money and different things and you know you see that if people don't have a focus on wealth or improving themselves or improving their health like they won't do it they'll just do what they kind of need to do to get through the day and then it'll be on to the next day and the next day and the next day and we all know what happens eventually Something pops up, either a massive bill that we can't afford to pay, um, we get really sick all of a sudden, and we start to want to take these things seriously. And what this guy's saying is that if you don't have a focus on your wealth, and it doesn't have just to be about money, about health, fitness, family, relationships, love, like whatever, all those things, you know, you're not going to achieve that if you don't set some thinking and mind and attention to it. So you have to be deliberate about how you go about it. And he says there as well that money flows through the economy from those who uh, value at least to those who value it most. And that is so true. Eventually, you know, there's that saying, a, a fool in their money are soon, um, what, oh, actually, what is the the, uh, the saying? A parted, that's it. Yeah, they are, they are soon parted. And what that means is that if you all of a sudden end up with a whole stack of money, but you don't value that or you don't value your wealth, you'll soon part with it because, again, you haven't taken the time to focus on what that means for you and why it's important and those types of things. So if you want to go and check out that video, there is a lot in there. It's called The Most Honest Advice About Getting Rich, brackets and eye-opening speech. 2.3 million views, you know it's a goodie, um, by a YouTube channel called Video, Advo video Advice, and they've got 2.77 million subscribers, and that video's got about 5,000 comments on it, so yeah, a fair bit in there. Righto, we will get into this week's lesson, because we are now 75 weeks deep, and this was a bit of a... Uh, a different topic this week where perhaps we're not uh, learning something specific about money but we're probably learning about something we didn't know that exists and that is because there is an estimate of 200 million dollars of unclaimed money sitting there for Kiwis to claim and they don't know or they haven't had a crack at getting it back and they uh, do nothing about it. So I'll take you through what that's all about, how I came across it, and perhaps something you could do with two to three minutes of your time to see if you're owed a bit of cash and go through the application process. The title was, Unclaimed Money, Are You Owed Anything? In 1971, there was an act introduced called the Unclaimed Money Act. Well, cheers for the legal lesson, Luke, but I ain't trying to be no lawyer. Relax and stick with me because you might have some unclaimed money waiting for you to claim. Now, unclaimed money is money left untouched by its owners in organisations like banks, insurance companies, power companies, or even an old employer. It's usually amounts over $100. The length of time that passes before money becomes unclaimed 
is generally five years. So after this organisation has been unsuccessful in trying to find you to return you your cash, most unclaimed money is transferred to the IRD, the public trust or the treasury. Come on Luke, give me some more plain English please, seriously. Alright, we'll say you are set up with a phone company and you decide you're going to move. So you move from the big V to Spark or whatever and you've actually left your account in credit and the company, they try to get your bank account off you so they can refund you the credit and you don't uh, you don't see the envelopes turn up in the mail, you move houses, you carry on with your life and Vodafone owe you 180 bucks or whatever it is. You know, they're going to hold on to that money to try and find you and then eventually they're going to pass that on to either the ID, the public trust or the treasury. It's all kind of um, done jointly now anyway in terms of being able to figure it out. So that, that money gets passed on. Let's just say it gets passed on to the IRD, right? So from, from here, they're going to pass to the IRD, who hold on to it in the hope that one day you read an email like this or you listen to a podcast, podcast like this and go and search if you're owed anything. Once the money has been passed to the IRD, it is published in a searchable database. So that means that anyone can search for it. You can search this database at any time to see if you are on there. Money stays in the database for no longer than 25 years, so it's there for a, a good chunk of time. Now, if no one claims this, then it is removed from the database and no further claims can be made. Take two minutes out of your day to search whether you are owed anything. This could come in handy right now. Now, you need to go to the IRD website and ird.govt.nz forward slash unclaimed money, and down the bottom of that page there is a, a, a piece or a button you can click on to go and uh, search the database. So if you're listening to this and you want to go and have a look, either go to the keepthechange.co.nz blog to find the exact link, or Google IRD unclaimed money, claiming unclaimed money, how do I search the database, something like that, and you should find the pages that will, will take you there. Now if you are in the money, or out of, out of pocket depending on how you look at it, then you will need to complete an application process to ensure that unclaimed money is actually yours. This will take you a few minutes, but perhaps it will be worth it. Now this is because obviously, you know, there's so many uh, similar names these days in a database, so you might think, oh that's my name, I'm owed money by that company. Perhaps you've never even used that company, so they're going to want proof at the other end, well are you the correct B. Jones for instance, and... You know, did you use that insurance company? What proof do you have of that? And you know, you can't just apply for other people's money and say, well, I've got a similar name, so hopefully you can refund that over to me. So there is a bit of uh, checking that you'll need to go through. Now, I put out a teaser of this content earlier in the week, and I've already had a couple of people message me who have claims lodged for unclaimed money from power companies. Have a look for yourself and your family members. Now, don't forget to check maiden or married names, those types of things as well. Um, and when you do fill it out too, it actually asks for your last name first, so be wary of that because you, usually we're used to filling things out. First name first, last name second, but their process is the other way around, so a little trick there as well. Now speaking of unclaimed money, there was also a thing called bonus bonds that we spoke about many months ago. They're basically the worst returning investment invented, but anyone, oh, but people love, uh, love them as they mix safety with gambling, and we all know that this doesn't usually go together. What bonus bonds were is you purchased a bond, uh, say $100 of them, and you went into a draw to win prizes each month. And um, if you won those prizes, they weren't taxable, so people liked that about it. But the return rate on them was horrendous, but uh, people seem to love it. And it had been going for years and decades. I, I can't remember when it was started, but I could dig it out. But 
Um, it was very, very popular for a long time, but as interest rates have decreased, it's made it harder for the fund who hold all of those bonds to generate a return to build up the prize pool to then be able to refund it to people. So say when the interest rates were 5% or 6%, they could easily go and use other people's money, lend it out to somebody else, make that money, and use that to, to pay the prizes out, hope that people weren't going to take their funds out of the bond uh, the bond holding, and, and happy days. So they're basically on lending other people's money to make a return. Great, great form from the bank, uh, but yeah, pretty shitty investment type that's now being wound up, but very, very popular one. Now, uh, bondholders were in a monthly draw for a big money prize. ANZ ran this fund, and recently they wound it up, as of course interest rates have declined. They're currently trying to track down and repay every bondholder. Now, they've got their own database of this, and I'd imagine that they've probably got you know, a, a pretty easy way to be able to track everybody down. But there'll be people that don't know that they actually own these because people have purchased them on their behalf or given them to them as a kid and those types of things. So they're a very popular gift from parents and grandparents to children. A lot of Kiwis had these things and some don't even know that they do. You might want to check whether you have an online account or whether someone gifted you bonus bonds. Perhaps ask your parents, ask your grandparents, hey, did, did I ever have any bonus bonds? If you don't know, like if you're thinking, okay, this rings a bell, but uh, I'm not entirely sure, start with asking your family. But, you know, you could always uh, reach out to bonus bonds as well and ask them. So if this rings a bell and you don't know if you've got something, perhaps drop them a line or give them a call. Uh, search bonus bonds, but bonusbonds.co.nz, there's an 0800 number as well. You could give them a ring. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste their time and your time if you know for sure that, you know, you didn't have any. Uh, but, yeah, perhaps check with your family first. Now, an update from Keep the Change. Last week, we introduced a way for people to be able to support Keep the Change from as little as $5. This was due to people asking how they can support this content to go further. Thank you to those people who have done so. Contributions are used to get previous episodes in front of people on social media and hopefully signing up to learn. This has been absolutely wicked for me and very, very rewarding. I've had uh, quite a few messages from people saying, hey, you know, I've got a lot out of this content and love what you're doing. How can I do something to support it? And... Usually, you know, I, I pay uh, out of my own pocket to have previous articles and um, to get people signing up and getting this content in front of people. And so I said, you know, I'll, you can contribute something if you'd like to. And these people have basically just asked for the bank account and wired me a bit of cash, which is awesome, uh, really cool to see. And, you know, I guess a lesson for all of us that if you put out value to the world, like people want to reward you eventually too. And it can take time, you know, this is 75 weeks now that, that it's taken for people to start asking that and that's going to be a very small percentage of people that actually want to put their hand in their pocket and support something um, that they've been getting for free. So, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that and what I've been able to do then is use that money to then get this content in front of further people again and, you know, if some of you, for instance, you're probably listening to this due to the money that people have put in, myself and other people, we are... You might have come across a Facebook ad or a sponsored post or a previous article or someone in the community has shared it and, and you've read it and then here you are learning. So I didn't want uh, to be sending over my bank details to people and saying, oh, here you go, you can uh, you know just, just chuck something in here. I thought that's probably a bit 1994. I'm probably a bit smarter than that by these days. I can build a system so that people can donate whatever they want really. So Basically, I set up a link and you can access that from the Linktree link that is in the Instagram account and you can select an amount from $5 right up to however much you want. So 
you know you don't have to and there's no pressure to do that but very uh, you know a very big thank you to those people who who have and um, you know this is going to allow us to be able to put the content in in front of more people going forward it's on the website keepthechange.co.nz forward slash contribute as well and and if you don't want to contribute in a financial way that's completely fine like I say it would be amazing as well if you could contribute in the form of some topic uh, a topic that you would like uh, to learn about in the future or you think other people would like to learn about and that can give me ideas for things that I can uh, put together for everybody that's learning and of course feedback too so if you've got ways that Keep the Changes has helped you I'd love to hear about those the keepthechange.co.nz forward slash contribute page basically takes you to uh, an email to me to let me know things that have been um, you know great for you in terms of learning through Keep the Change and we can turn those into social media posts and content and it just builds credibility and just you know stays in front of people and, and gets them thinking right if, if someone else can do it then I can do it too and sometimes that's all it takes for people so you know if you do want to do that I would love uh, to hear from you and it would mean a lot. Now we are closing in on 5,000 subscribers to keep the change. When we get there, I'm going to give one lucky reader a $500 investment. So that's going to be exciting. I think we're at 4,700 and something, so still a little way to go. The did you know this week was the, the thing that I started uh, with at the top. And it was as at November 2019, there was an estimated $199 million of unclaimed money in the Crown's account. So that's $200 bucks sitting there in 2019 uh, for Kiwis to claim, and they probably don't even know that it's there. So... How I came across this originally was back in 2017 and I realised that there was this, this uh, unclaimed money and I found the, the database and a mate and I, we basically filtered it from top to bottom and we're like, well, do we, do we know anyone in here? Um, but we thought, why don't we try and find these people and tell them, hey, did you know you're owed X amount? And we actually tracked down a few people and I got a couple of responses from some of the people that were owed more and they were sort of like, oh, hey, yep, like we know about this or that's my dad or he's passed away or random things and, and also um, that someone else had been in touch about this. So, I mean, I don't think I was the first person coming out with the idea, but I thought, well, I wonder if we could help people through um, through the process and then help them get a bit of their cash and we could charge a fee to, to do the work for them. But um, the database was at that time, I think, very outdated and very old, and I got in touch with somebody at the idea. I think I had to write them a physical letter and wait for a reply. And basically, from memory, it was that the, the database is very old, and it was about to be brought into a new format that was searchable and easy to find, um, and people were going to be able to access that. And I stumbled across it the other day and was like, shit, they have updated the database. It is a lot easier now. But again, no one knows about this, so... Everything we do with these things, we seem to forget the, the missing piece of actually raising the awareness or, or telling people. So, you know, uh, go and have a look for yourself. See if you're owed any money. I had someone email me and say, is this a scam? I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that question means. Is that, am, am I putting a scam out there or are the IOD trying to scam people? Uh, I don't know, but maybe Google the 1971 Unclaimed Money Act. I shouldn't say I don't know because I do know that this is legit. Uh, but there's a whole act around this. And basically, if you think about it, it just makes sense, right? Why would, if, if you're owed money and you forget that you, you don't even know or you forget to, to send over your details to get it back or whatever, that money's still yours. Like, it's it's your right to receive that. And this act was introduced to allow that money to then get passed to a pot so that 
if you remember at some stage, you can go back and be like, hey, where's my money? And, and that's what allows you to do rather than the company just pocketing it and being like, hey, too bad. But I'd imagine a lot of people don't know um, about this act. So, you know, it's, um, it's not something that you would be researching, that's for sure. But go and take a look at least anyway and see if you're owed any money and, and do the work on behalf of some family and friends because you never know. Like I've been blown away how many of my mates owed a couple hundred bucks from a power company. Um, I think one of the lads has even owed money from an airport of all places. And yeah, it's just, it's just bizarre. Um, and then it sort of jogs the memory as to, oh, that was probably due to this and these different things. So, you know, go and have a look as well. Take two minutes. It's very, very easy. Search your name and, and see see where you're at. And who knows, you could have a surprise waiting for you. All right, we will finish by listening to a bit more of this video. I will see you next week. Keep learning, keep stacking um, you know, your, your lessons and, and also your, your money as well. And next week, I will be into another interesting topic. And of course, if you do want to contribute to Keep the Change, keepthechange.co.nz forward slash contribute. See you later. Every human being lives by a set of priorities, a set of values, things that are most important to least important in their life. Whenever they set goals that are congruent and aligned with their highest values, they become the most powerful and effective people they can be. This is when they're the most grateful, the most resilient. This is when they're most disciplined and most fulfilled in their life. Whenever they're living by lower values and trying to inject the values of others or minimize uh, themselves and live by lower value systems, they procrastinate, hesitate, frustrate, and they become, you might say, victims of their history, not masters of their destiny. So you look at how people fill their space. You look at how they spend their time. You look at what they are disciplined about and focused on. You look at where they're most organized. You look at where they spend the most money. You look at what energizes them the most. You look at what they think about, visualize, affirm, and converse with others about most that is, is in line with what they're creating in life. It looks at what they're inspired by, what their goals are, and what they love learning. If you look and find the common threads to those questions, it'll narrow down to what you're dedicated to and what you spontaneously can't wait to get up in the morning and do. Any individual that is setting goals, intentions, that are congruent and aligned with the highest values, they have the highest probability of being spontaneously inspired in the morning to get up and do it. So if you have an entrepreneur um, that's working in a business and they found what is most meaningful to them, they have found uh, the tap dance to work energy that Warren Buffett describes. Now in addition to that, an entrepreneur also has to find out what their targeted market's highest values are to make sure that they're providing a service that meets those specific needs. So determining your own values and determining other people's values that you want to serve uh, is an essential component because you're here to be able to find something that serves other people but it's also meaningful to you. If you find those two, you've got your niche. Now you've got exactly what you would love to get up in the morning and do and you get to, you get to go and do what exactly people want. You get